Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at snaps monday through thursday one eastern new central on amp download it and come hang out with us today hey what's up amp what's going on everyone this is snaps your favorite daily college football podcast really just want to hope you enjoy uh and i guess you shouldn't just say what's up to amp what's up youtube what's up podcast wherever you're catching us Thank you for catching us there. You already know you can help, like, subscribe, all the classic algorithmic things we all try to accomplish. I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, joined, as always, by the freshly faded and stunningly good-looking Aaron Murray. Aaron, what up, dude? What's up, brother? Nice seeing you today. Couple, couple sleeps away from some college football, so I'm excited. Uh, I still haven't told the wife that about 2.30, I think it's 2.30 Eastern on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, she's got mama duty because I gotta watch. Gotta work. I gotta watch Notre Dame. I gotta work. This you this is work. the awkward time of the year where actually me watching football is truly work, and I still don't know if she gets that four years into. It's marriage. really tough to get. It's really yeah. it, it it is surprisingly tough sometimes. Yep. To get your spouse to accept that, like it's not just bullshit. That it may be yeah. enjoyable, but it technically is something that I have to do. Cause that, cause that, that's the rub, right? Like yeah. generally, even though, you know, we have jobs, I don't know about you, but like, I, I actually fucking like my job, right? I probably only had one day in my life where I like just didn't want to do my job. And I'm like, you know what? That's the case of doing pretty, you know, I have nothing to bitch yeah. about, but like, I, I guess the thing is you're not supposed to enjoy work. Right. And so when it's, when work is something fun, whoever is left with the responsibility is already always going to be pissed. Cause it doesn't feel like you're working. It feels like they're taking on care of all the kids and doing everything around the house. So you're just sitting on your ass watching football all day, which you are, but it is technically work. It's like, I don't know, man. I just, I got lucky and I got a really cool job. <laughs> I got a great job. Yeah. I think the part is like the, 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 the millions of people that do it as a hobby or enjoyment, or obviously watch it for entertainment purposes. That's how people view it. I'm sitting down watching football to, to get away from the real world, to, to take a break from work and just consume whatever sport you're watching, where it truly is us doing research. Like when I sit down and watch a football game, I'm not one of first off, I'm not just watching one. I have three or four games up at once. I got, which I still need to figure out how to be able to put like four screens on. There has to be some fucking app or something to do this. 
But well, I'm watching like, four do, different do, monitors. What do you watch it on? Do you watch it on cable? You what do you have? Like okay. So if you have I don't know when, but I think you're on a laptop. So I, have ESPN, I, have like, I have ESPN plus. So can I do four? So what my, I'm saying is I have my dual monitor set up and I will do like I usually give the big game to one monitor and then I do four games on four different Hulu windows in the other monitor. So I've got so even if you bought a couple monitors, you could hook that up to your laptop and it could handle that. And you could you could have it, but but I mean you know maybe when watching the TV, maybe hook your laptop up to the TV. I don't know. There's a lot you can figure out. Anyway, regardless, but like I'm truly sitting down with my notebook, taking taking notes the entire time. Like this isn't. I mean, you do it different but, than I do. But, you, but, get, but, I, you get like to get fucked up and have a good time. This is it's fucking work. No, no, it's hold on now, hold on. There, there is an R2 as well. And look, and look, when I'm watching all the games outside of LSU and during LSU, because I do the post game, but like I'm I'm the same way. Like last year ever since snaps because i finally could justify locking in for the full college football day and not just the lsu game i was out of my house at 10 30. uh game started 11 around here so i was out of my house at 10 30 in the office posted up and yeah i got my dock open and i'm taking notes throughout the entire time but the dirty secret is it's really just a continuation of what i would have a ton of fucking fun doing anyway right oh, like yeah. if left to my own devices Maybe not with the note taking, but if left my own devices, I would park my ass on a couch at 11 a.m. and watch all the way till midnight. It's just that life got to the point where I couldn't do that anymore. I wasn't yeah. allowed to because I had to help the kids. I had to do this and that. But that's where we're lucky enough where we managed to manipulate our work lives into justifying doing exactly that. Mm. And it's awesome. It's so much fun. It's a little different <laughs> for you though, because, because calling a game is very intimidating. It's very large. And it kind of, it's got to be kind of your sole focus for the whole well, day. It's also it's great because fun I, think that, I think what helps me too, is the fact that my wife doesn't see me doing it because I'm on the road. Like I'm doing all this watching football while I'm in a hotel room, True. essentially getting ready for my games. Like she doesn't like, you know, have two kids on her going crazy, screaming, crying, losing their shit. And her looking at me sitting on the couch watching yeah. football. Like, yeah. She at least doesn't <laughs> see me doing it. Thank goodness. She did twice last year. There was there's two times where I had a I had a weekday game. So I had the weekend off. So I'm doing the whole Saturday bit on the couch, watching and doing my notes and all that. And then Maddox decides to be a complete little crapper. And she like kind of looked at me like, Are you gonna do something? And I was like, it's a 100 percent rule if you are trying to do that at home you're gonna have to do shit with the kids around the house yeah like the only way it's got to be out of sight or out of mind it's the only way to it's why again i started coming to the office rather than trying to watch those games yeah. at the house um go. maybe revealing too much of our secrets here but look we're excited man college football returns this weekend we'll give you our favorite week zero thoughts we got a lot to get to today uh we'll get to mason smith <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. Uh, Mason Smith, Rell Shoes, suspended for game number one. We're talking about Reggie Bush and his Heisman because the two kind of dovetailed together. We're going to get into uh, a little UGA injury news at an important position, SEC predictions, and then some week zero thoughts. So let's roll in now that we've already wasted too much of your time. Uh, Mason Smith, in case you missed it, ruled ineligible, serving a one game suspension against Florida State. By the NCAA, um, if this sounds crazy, uh, it's about to get crazier. He is serving a one-game suspension for being paid for an autograph signing. Unfortunately, this was an autograph signing that took place two weeks before the oh. implementation of the NCAA. I want to start this conversation here. Um I understand the it's against the rules. Yes. In the most technical sense, what was done here uh, was against the rules at the time. Um, I do want to point out, though, that I am going to highlight the illogic, uh, the illogical absurdity, the, the, the humorous absurdity of a lot of this. And that, again, while I understand it was against the rules at the time, it doesn't make it any fucking dumber or anything no. fucking smarter because it's dumb as hell. Um, Aaron, what was your reaction when you saw? And, and we'll get to the game in fact. What what do you think when you saw Mason Smith suspended for uh, autograph signing? Well, the first thing I saw was Mason Smith suspended, and then that was last night. Then kind of today, the the news started breaking more and more about exactly what it was dealing with. And my first reaction was, "Damn, FSU has a chance to win this game now." 
Because I, I think LSU is the better team heading into this. I think LSU, I think it's a great game. This is going to be one of the best games of the season. You and I talked about this the other day in the sense of it was so sloppy last year. It's going to be the complete opposite this year. This is going to be a clean, or at least I'm hoping so, a clean, well-run, competitive football game from start to finish that that may go down as a top five game of the season, may go down as one of the most pivotal games of the season for playoff implications. I mean, that's how good this game means. Good. That's how much this game means to both teams. But I still thought LSU, and think LSU is the better team heading into this. But when you lose a key piece of your team, especially when, when what, what's LSU missing right now? LSU doesn't have a lot of confidence in the secondary. Well, Mason no, Smith, yes, he, no. he clears up a lot of those problems because he can dominate the line of scrimmage. He could be a, a complete nuisance getting after the quarterback. He can make a team one-dimensional by stopping the run, which obviously the best friend to a DB is a great defensive line. So you take out one of the best defense alignment, if not the best defense lineman in college football, that impacts an entire defense, that entire, impacts an entire football team. So for me, I'm jumping up in joy if I'm a Florida State fan heading to the game. Huh, Fast yeah. forward to yeah, it's not like an what it was about. It. Like you don't even have to be upset about it. You can be like, ha fuck yeah, that's a really lucky yeah, break. Yeah, they're fucking celebrating. Who can, I mean, good for you. When it, when I heard what it was about and that it was two weeks before the laws change and, and you're going to suspend a guy for this, it's it's absurd. It really is. It truly is. It just shows you how laughable the NCAA is that they're wasting resources, time, and energy to essentially feel like this is a win for them. This isn't yeah. a win for you. This makes you look like an idiot. Like look too. This was two weeks before the rules change, and you're going to go out there and you know put your flag in the ground and feel like you're all mighty and bad by suspending a kid for well, one of the yeah. best games of college football season. I, I, it, it, That's what I'm saying. In, 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 in a sport that is so blatantly clearly about the money, kids are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in the most extreme cases, you're suspending like you you couldn't even choose which game you got to suspend in here right like last year with Keishon booty i think you were allowed to choose like like why such a hard line when so much else has softened yeah. around the ncaa is the thing that makes just absolutely no sense and so so if everything is about the money everything's about the tv product and what other sport would you take one of the top two three players in the game off the field for something arbitrary where you could have done it against New Mexico State and would have mentioned the exact same thing. And 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 I want to be clear. I don't want to sound too much like an LSU homer here. I was already terrified of Florida State. Like, I already thought it was a true coin flip game. I think the yep. Florida State receivers are going to have a big advantage. You nailed it. Your breakdown of the symbiotic relationship between coverage and rush, right? So make no mistake, like, this makes me think even more that yeah. Florida State uh, might win this game, maybe even will win this game. Maybe I give them the slight edge now even. I, but... But I guess that's that, that 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 that's all to say that like I hope you can still appreciate that even if you label me a homer that it feels a bit fucking crazy for him to serve this one game suspension for this in this game after losing an entire year to an ACL injury. Like also can we not just like can we not just come together and 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 be adults and be like look you know like it's a, does time serve not exist? Like such a such a hard line on non-existent rules. This is the hill you're gonna die on. You can't say, you know what? It already sucks. This kid lost an entire year, a week, uh, you know, a series into the yeah. year last year. But no, that's not enough. We have to tack another game on top of it. It's uh, I think some LSU fans want to see a little bit more. It's kind of like whatever. I don't yeah. care. But it's it's just it's 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 again. It just it feels like some upside down Alice in Wonderland Mad Hatter bullshit yep. that you're planting your flag in this place that just doesn't exist anymore. No. No. Um line I, I believe the line someone could correct when me. When we looked this morning and had it moved, did it move? It was, it I, was mean, two I, I feel like before. a week ago it was like around a four point difference. It's down I've to been two and a half for a couple weeks, I thought. I thought I've okay. been here in two and a half for a couple weeks. But so I, I thought it was over a field goal. Um uh I'll say this the only thing is, uh, or you know what it feels like to me, this happening. Um, do you ever watch The Walking Dead, Aaron? First couple seasons, and then kind of 
anticipated. It doesn't really matter. It's basically this feels like the zombie hand from beyond the crate grave, right? Like in The Walking Dead, there's a few moments where the survivors finally seem to have made it. You know, they've, they've created a new society. They got high walls. They're growing crops. They're not cannibalizing each other. Maybe they're not even battling like another group of humans at the time. They've made it. They've stabilized. And then they're walking through the woods and some half-rotted zombie that's been fucking laying there for years and had all sort of leaves cover him up just kind of rolls over and bites you on the ankle. This yeah. fucking lazy-ass zombie that can't even walk anymore. It doesn't even have legs. It's just been sitting there doing nothing. But you stepped a little too close to it. It smelled your man flesh, and it just leaned over and bit you, and now you're fucking infected. After happens, everything you went to. What happens if LSU just, just plays him? So that's what I was kind of thinking, but I don't I think, mean, like, I what happens if LSU just, like, you listen, it's a, you're, you're a joke. We'll I, lawyer up, and we're playing him. What are you going to do at that point? Can they think, do anything? I think the LSU pushed that envelope so hard during the Will Wade saga that maybe Scott Woodward wants to take a different tact since I was kind of pre him, maybe kind of like, but I mean, I feel you right. I'm also Mason Smith cooperated with the investigation fully. So another, yet another example, never cooperate with the NCAA. It only yeah. gets you fucked every single time. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, I feel like LSU was already going to have to win a shootout because I felt like the FSU receivers are a massive advantage over the DBs. Yep. Um, and yeah, now I feel that even more. So Jane Daniels, Malik Neighbors, let's get it going, dude. It's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be some fireworks, both sides. I mean, this game is gonna yeah. be. What's the over under at this point right now? Uh, the under did move. The under. So the under did go like three or four points up or something like that. Okay. Mm. Uh, maybe not three or four, but but it was mm. it was there I was like some the movement. This one. I was so good at unders last year. I got to get back in my under train again. If. Unders apparently would book some bets for me, but other than that, um, save that for next week. You know, I'm not doing it. I actually gambled away all your money that I never. I kind of feel like you did gamble away all my you fucking. Probably, money. You probably you think I did. I got to give you a lot of credit too for your breakdown of the LSU defense there, and like I'm always impressed because you know I'm someone who's done like a local thing forever now, and we talk about national stuff, and you know you read, you try to be try to know but when you're generally in that local scene you're like mm, that's not mm, it's not that good of a read that's why you know people are always yelling at us uh but yeah you nailed the lsu breakdown um so in in keeping with the ncaa absurdity reggie bush this week filed a defamation lawsuit with the ncaa as he is still trying to get that heisman back uh the ncaa is completely denying any ability to appeal or reopen the case saying no, uh, but they maybe went a step too far because this time they said no. And then they accused Reggie Bush of being involved in a pay for play situation. This is something that Reggie Bush took exception to, which I wonder, are we getting in maybe now like semantic arguments like Bush? Like, well, yeah, I mean, I got paid, but I didn't go to USC because I got paid. And yeah. it seems to me that's what he was basically claiming here as uh, Reggie Bush now suing the NCAA for defamation saying, whoa, 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 you're, you're out here saying I was doing paper play. There's no proof of that. That was not what I was doing. I am uh, fascinated to see how this plays out, and I hope that it plays out by giving that man his fucking Heisman back, you losers. Listen, oh if you're not going to take Man, if you're not going to take Manziel's Heisman away after that documentary of him blatantly saying, yes, I was out here getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars doing signings, then give Reggie his, his Heisman back. You can't just allow one guy to, to tell the world that he's getting just broken off for his entire you know, college career, uh, and the other one doesn't get to have his Heisman. All of his, his records no, are straight. It, 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 you're right, Eric. Like, the only reason why they're not taking Manziel's is because they didn't commit hundreds of thousands of dollars to investigating it. Well, they don't have to investigate. Manziel, no, that's what I'm saying. You have to investigate it. No investigate. The only investigation is pay $9.99 for a Netflix account and go watch it, and then you get everything you need. He said it. You don't need to spend no, money. It, it, Manziel it, 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 told you to your face, I got paid. To, to, to be clear, I don't want fucking Manziel's Heisman taken. I don't either. I don't either. Saying, like, no, I know you don't. Know but we're pointing out the absurdity. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's laughable. It's, it's fucking mind-melting in how dumb it is. You know who I keep thinking about? And, and the detail that jumped out of the Reggie Bush article 
when I read it and it should have stuck with me. It just, um, they said the investigation took four years, four years. Can you imagine being the fucking asshole who every day for four years woke up trying to fuck Reggie Bush? As Nick Saban's out here dropping bags for players, getting chargers, LSU's out here paying for players, Georgia, everybody's out here paying. Everybody's out here paying. Fucking John, it was 2010 and 2014 when the investigation took place. Fucking Johnny Manziel's playing. Like, like you're such an ass. You are sitting here and you're not dumb. You're not dumb. You probably actually know more about the CD underworld of college athletics than any of us do. And so you know what's all going on, yet still your entire job is to fuck this dude who doesn't play anymore. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it has. Did you ever watch Boardwalk Empire? It has no. major Michael Shannon and Boardwalk Empire energy. Uh, if, if you've seen the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. Just, I, I mean, I would be depressed if my job was prosecuting something that was so clearly going on everywhere. It's just such a pointless job. You had a good point. And I, and I was a sports talk host. Like, that's the ultimate pointless job. Play. He just had to be, he was a badass player, and people wanted to give him some money for being an awesome player for, for USC. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, look. I, NCAA, go fly a kite. Fuck out of here. They got a bit. Um, I, mean, I think we're getting to the point now. Honestly, with these, these, especially with the mega conferences, I mean, like, does the Big Ten and the SEC truly need, truly need the NCAA? Probably just not. leave football alone. Yeah, just leave yeah. football. Well, alone. I've said before, I mean, football needs off. its own thing. Football needs its own governing body that solely focuses on how can yeah. we make college football better. Three sixty five. You just you you. There's not enough resources right now. There isn't. This game is, it's too big. It's generating too much money. There's too many issues going on. For a, a, a the NCAA to to give it enough attention that it deserves. This is the favorite child. We let's just just admit. I know you want to tell all your kids that no one's the favorite child. Football is the favorite child. It is. It brings in the most money. It's the most talked about sport. It it just it generates more. It is. It's they it's like that. the basketball tournament. Remember, because they don't have the playoff. Yeah. They got they yeah. got the basketball tournament that makes them a cool Billy. So it does. You know they like they like your little brother a little bit. Quite a bit. They do like but, little brother, yes. but the little brother, I mean, he, he shows up every now and then and he's a good boy, but <laughs> it's not like a 365 thing. It's not, sure. it's a one month thing, two month thing. So, uh, let, let's just send, let's just send the favorite child to a really good boarding school where he can be taken care of and focused on all year long. Um, okay. So I do want to, we're about to talk some Georgia and I want to offer a little PSA on snaps. I don't think I did it here yet, but, um, the other day, I clowned Carson Be uh, Carson Beck's flirting energy, and what I did not mention is that if any of my college age flirting had ever gone public, um, it would have been way more beta, way more weak, way more cringe, and way more laughable. So just know, I know I'm throwing stones, but I, I am throwing them from glass houses. I just wanted that off my chest because I felt a little bit like an asshole because it's funny. The flirting was indeed weird and pretty, you know, backup quarterback energy. And hopefully that's changed. But again, I was way cringier. So just that, just know yeah. that. Um, now the Georgia story that we need to get to today is that of Branson Robinson as uh, following a knee injury during campaign, non-contact into the absolute worst mm, uh, Georgia running back, former number one running back in the nation in 2022, Branson Robinson now out for the year uh before you and, and, and then look some of the, look you got um joe milton out there hurting with a uh with a hamstring injury he's not fully healthy right now um they said former four-star andrew paul's coming off a torn acl so that's a room error it looks like maybe some injuries starting yeah. to stack up a bit how concerned should dog <laughs> fans be with the loss of branson robinson I think a little bit concerned because this is this is we talk about LSU weakness being a little bit of the DBs and you know will that bite them in, in in the ass a little bit at some point this season? Georgia's issue right now, which is just it's it's weird to think about because you have the discussion about RBU, like what team, what which college football team is RBU? Georgia should make a claim. I mean, from from um, 
all the core, all the running backs they've had from you know uh, the goat you to name Herschel Walker. You, you got to name one. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I was drawing a blank on Herschel Walker. I'm like, it's gonna come to me. The guy that won the Heisman, maybe the greatest player of all time in Georgia history. Like, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. <laughs> come on, coffee, fucking kick in. Herschel Washer and Garrison Hurst and Todd Gurley wow. and No Sean yeah. Marino and Nick yeah. Chubb and Sony Michelle yeah. and. Yeah, I mean, it's the list goes on and on and on. I mean, they can make their claim for for RBU to head into a season in which you don't necessarily have a superstar. You are going to be more running back by committee, which is fine. I mean, that's kind of the, the name of the game nowadays, anyways. For for the majority of college football, I, I don't hate sure. that. But now all of a sudden, that that RBU is taking hits. Kendall Milton has been banged up. Branson's now out of a few other guys have been in and out of the lineup from spring to fall camp. There hasn't been that consistency of knowing what the ro- that rotation is going to look like. Because if you are going to have a running back by committee, there still needs to be some sort of rotation of this is our first and second down back. This is our third down back. This is our red zone back. Like you got to figure that out offensively for Mike Bobo. And you can't do that if guys aren't practicing. You can okay. guess, but you really can't get any sort of rhythm. So I do think it is a little bit of a problem. Uh, I'm not as concerned because of the fact of this isn't going to be an offense that goes through the running game this year. This is an offense that that has the ability to throw the ball because of Carson. We talked about this the other day a little bit. What they brought in this offseason with Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra and, and having McConkey and Arian Smith and, and Brock Bowers and now having a guy that could push the ball vertically down the field with Carson Beck. This is an offense that's going to want to throw the ball 60, 40 per 60 to 40, I would guess, at the end of the day. It's going to be about 60-40. So that 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 makes me a little bit more okay. It's going to be okay. Kirby and did two, say this. He specifically said this will not change the run pass ratio, which I thought no, was kind of interesting. The run pass ratio is going to be set no matter what. Yeah. And then two, this is the best offensive line in America, or top three, whatever you put Michigan there, you can put Alabama there. I don't care. Top three offensive line in America. These running backs, LSU. because of the passing attack are going to get light boxes. So they're going to have to play two high safeties because they're worried. What defense is going to want to leave a linebacker or safety one-on-one with Brock Bowers? Probably not a lot of times. So you're going to get a light box with a great offensive line. You're going to get three, four yards before you get touched more times than not. So you really wow. don't need necessarily a super so to be able to do that. Cocky. You've just gotten true, so fucking You can't cocky. tell me it's not true. You're going to get light boxes. I don't know, I don't know that it is true. Let's let Carson Beck prove he can lighten the box. You're not going to okay? put fucking. You're not going to go single high against Georgia. Uh, but what do I know? I said Joe Milton, and I knew it was fucking wrong as I said it. Kendall Milton, thank you. Um, the only thing I'll say, Aaron, is just that everything does take on greater impact when when you, your your only metric for success is national championship. Right. Yeah. Like that's right. so that's the issue. For a normal team, everything you're talking about, I'm like, yeah, that that's true. It's not gonna change anything that great. But like when the only thing that's gonna satisfy people is you being the one out of hundred and thirty one teams who's standing at the end, that's a razor thin margin of error. And so something like this maybe takes on a little greater impact. We'll see that. We'll see. It's actually the perfect way to dovetail into our final of the power five uh Power Five Conference Preview Breakdowns, and it's time for the conference we talk about all the time, and that is the SEC. Uh, Aaron, you know, I hate it, but uh, I, mean, I don't hate it. I, I think it is what it is. I think I think Georgia wins the conference. Uh, I got them winning the SEC. I, I, I think maybe they get into trouble in Atlanta. Uh, you could tell me that LSU's going to beat him or that if Alabama's quarterback play ends up good, they're going to beat them. But it still feels, I would say at this point, more likely than not that Georgia wins. So sure, maybe they could lose a couple of those games in Atlanta. But for the most part right now, going into the year, I feel like they are your clear-cut champs. Yeah, I think they have to be for everyone with what they return. And, and you know, I could see from like from two years ago to last year, maybe a little bit of a, a being hesitant because it's like, okay, they won it once. Can they rebuild? Can they redo it again? They lost so many guys to the NFL draft. Well, they did it again. So that kind of then qualifies Kirby Smart even more in my books. And plus, they did even better. They went 15-0. and 0. And then after that season, heading into this season, the turnover is nowhere near as drastic as it was the year before. You return a lot of starters on both sides of the football. 
You return your starting linebackers. You return the majority of your, your secondary. You return your offensive line. You return your receivers, your tight end. Um, this is a team that didn't get crushed by the NFL draft last year. And then the areas that they needed to improve on, one, they already have incredible depth there. And two, they went out there and, and into the transfer portal and brought guys in. So uh, I thought they they won the offseason besides the off-the-field issues. But when it comes to just personnel, they they had a hell of an offseason. So you, you, you give them the benefit of doubt that, okay, everything that returns from last season, as long as they don't get in their own way with injuries, knock on which, which is already hurting them a little bit right now, as long as they can stay healthy, they should be the favorites not only win the SEC – but everyone's favorites to win the national championship as well. So yes, I got. Well, I, I don't got, know about that. I didn't say that. Hold on now, boy. I didn't, I didn't, don't put words in my mouth. I ain't saying national championship. I think more pe- most people have them as the team. What one of two teams to win the national championship? Fine, put Michigan in there if you want. One of two teams that are probably the two favorites to win it. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. The new movie, Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is based on the true story of one teenager's journey from video game player to real-life racer. The movie follows Jan Martinborough, the cat's construction worker from Wales, who, through his skill at the Gran Turismo video game, breaks into the elite world of professional motorsports. Jan receives a chance of a lifetime when Nissan and Sony host a competition to identify the best GT players and give them a shot at racing in real life. Jan's doubted by his family, his fellow race car drivers, even his coach. Jan is an unlikely outsider trying to change the game and break into an exclusively and incredibly dangerous sport. 
If he can find a way to win, he'll change the game forever. This state-of-the-art movie recreates some of the most famous and dynamic racing competitions in the world in breathtaking sequences that need to be seen on the big screen. Directed by Neil Blomkamp, the visceral action, the sounds, the thrills of the racetrack were brought to life using actual Nissan GTs, drones, and practical effects, all shot with the most sophisticated technology and advanced cameras. In fact, the racing sequences are so realistic that the real-life Jan Mardenborough himself actually served as the stunt driver for the racing sequences. The movie features an incredible cast led by David Harbour, alongside Orlando Bloom, Jaiman Hansu, Jerry Halliwell Horner, and Archie Medeque as Jan Mardenborough. So what are you waiting for? Go check it out today, as Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is exclusively in movie theaters now. Rated PG-13. Bruce Feldman's top three that he just dropped. Michigan, LSU, Ohio State, Georgia. How about that? I think Colin uh, Colin Coward has. Uh, can I? If I say Colin, since we're on the snaps, do you think people? Yeah, understand you can say us? Colin. What do you mean? Yeah, it's a no, no, I'm saying, do, do you think people would understand me? I'm referring yes. to Colin Coward. Okay. I think. I think honestly, I think, and maybe you could accuse me of brown nosing here. I'll take it. Um, but I think you say Colin, and people know. Like I don't actually think you need a. You, yeah. No, no. I think I think I think if you say Colin, people know, but not just because we're on the volume. Like I think people just know. Okay, whatever. Uh, Colin yeah. has LSU, Michigan, and Michigan yeah. winning it all. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, because Colin knows well, everyone. I would. I got to generate pulled, heat. Okay. Chalk pulled, is more, more media. I would say more than sixty percent would have Georgia winning the national championship. Yeah, which is a bad sign because that never happens. The team is number one preseason, never ends up winning it. Not in the AP poll, at least. Um, only twice in the last 27 years. Well, say, I think uh, it's happened a couple times. What? The, it's yeah, a couple times. times. Yeah, two out of 27. It's all happened. Just, uh, like, just like a three-piece. Okay, fair, fair, happened. fine. You're right. You're right. Hoisted on my own petard. A technical truth. I apologize. <laughs> you are correct. True. It has happened. It um, can happen. LSU predictions. I mean, the problem with the SC predictions, we've talked about this so much on this show. Uh, we, we, we think LSU wins the west yep um the florida state game as concerned as i am about that it, it doesn't matter towards winning the sec uh i think you know the, their starting line quarterback situation is way better i think the question with LSU is if, if, if you do lose a florida state week one because of this mm -hmm. say you drop one along the way but you know alabama still loses two sec say you Say you lose in Tuscaloosa, but somehow Alabama still loses two games. Oh, in the wow. SEC. So we're just going full fucking fairy world. All right. Yeah. Hit me with that. <laughs> go, <laughs> say LSU beats Alabama, but loses to AM. It happened last yeah, year. Yeah. There we go. Yes. That's there real. You go. That more, more digestible for you. You're 10 and 2. You go into Atlanta. You beat Georgia. Is LSU in the playoffs? Are they the first two lost team to make it to the playoffs? Can you make the excuse? We lost to Florida State, who lost, who won the ACC uh, without our best defensive player. Going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. Maybe, I mean, maybe I don't know, bro. There's so many different variables at play there. Yeah. I would say maybe because, like, does Florida State win the ACC? What if Florida State goes on a struggle? Then that loss looks worse. Or does loss look great? Like, I, 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 I would say this: If LSU loses to Florida State without Mason Smith, then I don't know if they're going to win the West. Um, which maybe sounds dumb because they literally lost to Florida State without May Smith last year and then won the West. But it's it's just one of those deals where um or 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 hmm, let's say maybe they could still win the West. I don't think they're national title contenders if they lose to Florida State. Like if they're truly national title contenders, they should be able to overcome the loss of Florida State. Or go, lost go, Mason go, Smith. Go go back to Georgia last year versus Missouri, and I know they pulled out in one, but Jalen Carter goes out in the what first or second possession. And Missouri almost yeah. beats Georgia, and we're like, oh my God, is Georgia good enough to win a national championship? No, there's some They almost just lost to Missouri. Where they they was, really there struggled players. What's that? They really struggled without Jane Collins. There's like interesting rush numbers where like the I rush know. defense just fell apart without him. That's what I'm saying. Like there are certain guys that are top five NFL pick guys that, that can change an entire football game. And I do think Mason is that guy where that defense will, could look completely different having him and not having him. I agree. 
the only difference from last year when he got hurt to this single game suspension is you no longer think he's the best player on your team. You got Hercules, Harold Perkins, yeah. who you're just kind of. But, and but, then, but, and look, and, but Perkins and you can't also, he can't run free without Mason Taylor eating up some double teams as well, though. No, no, I feel you, but but look, I mean, look at last year, Makai Wingo. All he did was make himself into an all-American interior yeah. defensive lineman, right? So I just mean that you feel better than you did. Like last year, it felt like you lost lost hands down the best player on your team, losing Mason Smith. I think it's more digestible. I think if you're really a championship team, you should be able to beat Florida State without him. And that's no disrespect, Florida State. I just think Florida State's a top ten team. I don't know if I think they're a top five team yet. I disagree. I think. I think. I think if you show me, you know, week two, I guess not week two is Grambling State, whenever they have their next big SEC game, if they can win that with Mason Smith and look pretty good. Like, so like week three, they're at Mississippi State. If they go dominate Mississippi State week three with Mason Smith, even if they lose the Florida State, I'm like, okay, now we can fully see what LSU is capable of doing. Yes, that looks like a national championship team. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think. Mm, mm. I get it. I have, I have trouble. I have trouble. I have, I have trouble. Uh, yeah, I guess it goes back to the margins. You're right. Maybe yep. not having Mason Smith, that that, that is enough. Uh, I mean, the expectations are so high and the opponent's so good. Um, so we'll see. But but we think LSU wins the West. It's fair. So Georgia East, LSU yep. West, Georgia wins the SEC. Uh, so you think Alabama is what, 10 and 2? Lost to LSU. Two. Who else do they lose to? Texas. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. In Tuscaloosa? In Tuscaloosa. So they lose to LSU and Texas in Tuscaloosa? Mm-hmm. Ooh, Bad year in T-Town. Bad year. I mean, that I mean, feels impossible. The same way it feels impossible to win three uh, national champion or uh, three national championships in a row like that just does not. I don't like that at all. I think all. A&M's, good enough, to be, like A&M's good enough to beat them. A&M's obviously proven to us that they can beat Alabama. They beat them two years ago. They lost by a freaking uh, two-point conversion last year. Was it 32-31? Like, and they have to go to A&M this year. And I think A&M's the best A&M we've seen over the past three years too. Well, maybe, maybe. We believe they could be. We believe they I could think, be. Yes, I think they could be. Roster-wise, they're the best A&M version of themselves they've been over the past three years um and, and look the reasons there I, I i'm just fascinated to see after talking to coach mullen especially if alabama is going to lean into this Milrow idea and how dominant do you get when to. every week teams are preparing for spree yeah but it does become an advantage right like <clears throat> when you think about stuff like video games right like you play league of legends all the time and you know, there's always the idea of the meta. Like, what's the meta? And the meta is like, okay, what are the accepted best practices right now? For football, the meta would be like spread offenses, right? And three down fronts and a little bit of lighter boxes as you look to combat the spread. Well, what happens if somebody fucking rolls through with a tank? Can you adjust when it's something you're not preparing for as much? Like, does Alabama gain strides by going off meta run heavy? I don't know. Well, well. We'll see. I Fascinating. I mean, look, at, look at the SEC West. I mean, and, and even look at Georgia for how spread out these these offenses have become. Georgia's a bit off meta. Yeah, but they're, the, the, those teams still understand what it takes to win. Like Texas A&M has recruited really well at the interior, the defensive line, offensive line. So we're hoping that they're a little bit better this year with being able to to man up against Alabama. Um, Georgia obviously has done that, and 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 I talked about this in our in our Big Twelve preview. Texas's defensive line and offensive line are are stout, stout. You can't tell me More if, if they know Jalen Milrow is coming into the game and Alabama is just going to run the football the way Texas has is built this season, which gives me once again confidence that they can actually win and win in a big way and win the conference and go well, on the, all that shit. I can tell if you they know if they know Alabama's offense is one dimensional. There's enough good defensive front sevens. In this conference and even Texas, that so, enough people are well, going to be able to but, slow them down. So, but committing to a running quarterback doesn't have to be one dimensional. It can be very variable and threatening. If it depends on how creative you're willing to get, like, like maybe you do like a Tebow esque sort of offense. But then, but but I mean, have they been practicing that, playing that? I I, I don't know. Are these? So you're going to tell me right now. You're going to tell me right now. And, and and I give the benefit to Nick Saban because he's the goat. But you're going to tell me. You're going to head into a season with average receiver play. Yeah. 
bring in a, a brand new quarterback, possibly a two quarterback system with a new OC, a new CDC, tons of youth on defense. And you think that team's going to win a national championship or, or, or contend for an SEC West, all those variables. If you take Nick Saban out of that equation, you're telling me all that shit is brand new and it's going to automatically work. Yeah. And guess what? If you fucking turn off the sun, the earth dies. Like you can't just take Nick Saban out of the equation. Keep that's the entire fucking Nick point. In it. Whatever. I don't care. Keep Nick yeah, Saban no, but in that's it. my point. That's, that's my point. Yes, it new. is Nick Saban. That's exactly what I'm talking new. about. Way no. too much new. Girl. They replaced both coordinators in 07, and then did they win the Natty in 08? Or is that when they got close? Maybe they lost to Florida. No, they lost to Florida thing in the SC Championship uh, in 08. Like, I don't know, man. If anybody's going to do new, it, man. it's that it's, evil it, motherfucker. It you're re you're, you're a completely new identity on offense. A completely new identity on offense without, I would say, elite playmakers right now. Run the damn ball. You know what's easier than pass blocking? Fucking run blocking, okay? Just fire off, double team, and run the fucking ball. That's what I'd be yelling if I was an Alabama fan. That's all you can do this year. I want to throw it. I want a 20 to 80 pass to run split. Full off a quarterback run tank tank mode. Just fucking put him under center. Come on. I want Alabama to come on the wing T. Yes, yes, yes. I hope Alabama league. somehow installed the wing tee and nobody caught wind of it. Let's go. Come out, it'd be so bad. Just secret meetings, baby. Um, secret meetings. Surprise SEC team, Aaron Murray. Surprise SEC team. Um, I think Ole Miss is going to be damn good. I'll give one on oh. each side. I, I think Ole Miss is going Ole to Miss be a good one because they were good feisty. and then they failed so hard at the end last year. So hard. Yeah, but their schedule also lined up nicely for them to have a lot of success early, and then they just kind of tailed off when they started playing. Yeah, but know, we still thought they were good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like we still think, thought I they think, were legit. You know, you I've said enough about how I feel about Jackson Dart. I think Jackson Dart's going to have a monster season. You got the best running back in in the country in, in Junkins in the backfield. Uh, you got weapons. You got Lane Kiffin as the OC. This offense will be amazing. I think the defense, the new structure, will be a little bit hopefully more physical at the line of scrimmage. Than kind of what they've run in the past, where it's kind of, you know, we'll just hope our safeties can come downhill and be able to stop the run. Just not a big believer in that in this league. It can work in the Big 12 and they're going to work in the SEC. So they'll be more physical with the line of scrimmage, be a little bit more ready to, to give themselves an opportunity to have success on that side of the football. So I think Ole Miss is a team that could give teams issues this year. I like them as my surprise. And I don't know if you can necessarily say Kentucky's a surprise in the West, but with Devin Leary at quarterback, um, with with what they have at receiver, with with the running back situation, they're able to improve in the offseason as well through the portal. I think Kentucky is more than capable of being a number two team in the SEC East this year, being a 9-10 win football team. So I, I would say that's somewhat of a surprise. Yeah, look, I've kind of made – and and I'll go – okay, if I'm going from the West, and we're not kind of Texas A&M because we're both pretty high on them, yep. Um, I like Mississippi State more than everybody does, opposite of Ole Miss – I mean, we all know your Will Rogers bias is out of control. It's 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 unreal. Um, I get it, bro. But you know, records are made to be broken. Uh, but no, I I think Mississippi State returns a lot of hits. We we kind of talked about it before. Zach Arnett's the massive question mark. But nine and four last year, thirteen to ten defensive bowl win over Illinois. Um, I love. Oh, why am I blanking on his name? The OC from App State. Barbe, Kevin Barbe. Yep. I think Barbe, sneaky, really effective OC when it comes to quarterback play, passing the ball. So, like, all of a sudden, it is a team that went nine and four last year, a lot of returning defense defenders, got the quarterback back with a good OC. Like, that's a recipe that if it didn't have Mississippi State attached to his name, you'd probably feel better about it. So, I'll go Mississippi State there. Uh, from the East, yeah, I mean, I've come around to Kentucky, man. I hate it because I don't hate it, but, but I've kind of made a lot of, hey, doubting Kentucky. <laughs> last year, but the Liam Cohen and Devin Leary combination is enough to bring me fit back into the fold. And sometimes with these teams, the teams that we think are going to be their best aren't the teams that you doubt are. And that could be kind of Kentucky this year. So I, I could say, I think Tennessee's clearly, we should talk Tennessee real quick for a minute. I think Tennessee's clearly going to finish two in the East though. I'm not giving Kentucky that, but, um, but, but Kentucky. Do you don't think Kentucky has a chance at all? Even with Devin Leary, you're a big enough Joe Milton believer that you think, where is that game at? 
That game. I think Tennessee's arrived. Is in Kentucky. I think Tennessee's arrived. I think Tennessee's going to start working on catching up to the uh, to the big boys. But I love Tennessee. Maybe I think I'm that's, wrong. I, I I I would it be? Remember who was the first to tell you that Tennessee was maybe the third or fourth best team in the nation last year, though. We did it during that little whiteboard game we used to play, and everybody thought it was crazy. And granted, yeah. I got 99 other things wrong, but I remember getting that one thing right, okay? Yeah, so right, I've been you telling you about that. You die that sword, T-Bob. You die in that sword. Uh, <laughs> I know this is going to be some incredible take right here. <laughs> I apologize. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised yeah, yeah. if Tennessee wins. I wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky wins that football game. Oh, I think they're both. God. I think, I know, this so, is just ugh. incredible take. I like both. I'm just going to be honest. I like both teams. I like both teams. I like both teams a lot. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll I'll, I'll pick a side. I will give Devin Leary and Kentucky the edge in the football game over Tennessee. If it comes down to who's going to, who's going to be number two in the sec East this year, I'll give the edge to Kentucky. Okay. Uh, I'll give it to Tennessee. Um, I would not be surprised though, is the ultimate sports talk veteran move for, I need to make sure that I cover my bases so that whatever works out, like I can at least say that I wasn't surprised. Yeah. You know, I at least kind of saw it. I at least kind of saw it coming a little bit. Um, I don't think that's Kentucky. I think it's clearly Tennessee and Kentucky's third. Maybe. I think South Carolina's maybe third, but because like, you could surprise a good third. Um, all right, that'll do it. With that, the Snaps Power 5 preview is officially complete. Let's touch on a bit of week zero here at the end. Uh, coming up this Saturday, I'll give the times uh, in Eastern time. Coming up this Saturday, Navy. Versus Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame in what? Ireland, two thirty p.m. Then you got UTEP at Jacksonville State, UMass at New Mexico State. Those games are five thirty and seven. Ohio at San Diego State, also at seven. Hawaii at Vanderbilt at seven thirty. Okay, San Jose State at USC at eight on the Pac-12 Network, and the little FIU at Louisiana Tech nine p.m. to end the night. Um, top thing you're most looking forward to from college football weeks here how do i get the pac-12 network that's what i want to know yeah can no. i have to pay for it can i watch it go to crack um, like crackstreams.com. no i don't know it's fucking absurd i mean it is it is there's some really comical things being done with with week week zero and one when it comes to certain teams being on you know networks slash streaming I don't, I don't i just don't get it uh anyways uh the number one thing i'm looking forward to is watching football there you go i am looking forward to watching just football the- just a and bastion seeing, of incredible takes right now. And seeing, <laughs> and, and seeing two things. One, Damn it. Um, <laughs> the only real, like, somewhat competitive game is probably going to be Notre Dame Navy, and I don't think that's going to be competitive. It was a one-score game last year, wasn't it? I know it was. I mean, listen, you. I would rather have Navy week one than any other week of the season because at least you, you've had the opportunity to prepare for the triple option. So I think Marcus Freeman's a good enough – I, I know he is. He's a hell of a defensive mind. He'll have that defense ready to go week one uh, to, to face the triple option. Sam Hartman, man, like I'm just excited to see yeah. what 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 this offense can possibly be because Navy returns a decent defense. They return the majority of their defense outside the football. This they're not some slouch. So if you're not ready to go, they can make you look kind of blah. I want to see Sam Hartman in that yeah. beautiful beard in a in a Notre Dame uniform and in the golden helmet come out there. And put up 45, 50 points. If they can do that, no, I mean, I'm like, okay, Notre Dame, maybe you're kind of legit this season. So you finally got there. That is the most interesting part of this weekend is Sam Hartman in that Notre Dame offense, uh, because we are going to run into overreaction Sunday. And if Sam Hartman, Notre Dame's offense looks incredible, all of a sudden you will be inundated with a week worth of national conversations about whether or not Notre Dame's a playoff team, blah, 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 blah. If Notre Dame goes there and falters, looks bad, maybe even loses the game, well, then you're going to be treated to a week of Marcus Freeman is not that guy. Second year in a row, you fucked up out the gate. Sam Hartman, Tommy Reed, blah, blah. It's going to be all negative. So a ton on the line for Notre Dame. Also a bit of a thematically appropriate game. As you have Prince Eric, our guy Sam Hartman, sailing over to Ireland to fight the U.S. Naval Forces, the Fighting Irish against Navy, Ireland versus America, a geopolitical clash that we've been waiting to see for hundreds of years. I cannot wait till 2.30 this Saturday. We're going to find out. Nobody spends more on defense spending than America does, that military budget. We're going to find out if it's worth all that. 
or if Sam Hartman and the Irish can pull off the upset, foreign upset. Um, the second thing Vandy, I'm most baby. excited for, uh, second thing I'm most excited, actually, Vandy's my third. Second thing oh. is Caleb Williams. And it's, 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 it's actually probably, actually, no, it's USC's defense. Uh, even though I think they're in an awful spot where the San Jose State game means nothing to me. The defense looks great, good. Nobody's going to give a fuck. But if that defense looks bad, again, overreaction Sunday, it's going to be Alex Grinch sucks. These transfers are just high school stars. They're not good college players. Uh, Lincoln Riley's not willing to make the moves that he needs to. Like, what will we learn about USC come Saturday? San Jose State's not that good. So not a lot to be gained, but a ton to be lost for the Trojans. Not, yeah, you are significantly better. I, I want to see, for me, for 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 USC, I just want to see better fundamentals. Plain and simple. Like, can you can you just do the little things correct? Can you tackle? Can you get off blocks? Like, paint your nails. Just tackle. That's it. Just tackle. Honestly, that's it. If if they show me that they can just tackle and wrap up a ball carrier. Uh, I will feel better about them this year than I did last year, where it just seems like they were allergic to making any sort of tackle in the open field. So that will be a big plus. We know the offense is going to be great. Like, let's just be sure. The offense this year will be great. I'm not going to be watching to reassure myself that Caleb Williams is the best player in college football. I'm not going to be watching to see, you know, does he have a shot to to win back to back Heisman's or is he the number you, one pick? You number? will be I know watching. He is. We all know he is. We've seen enough of Caleb Williams to know that. What's that? You will be you will be watching to see if he paints his nails though, right? I know that I will be watching hung up on his that. nails, and I will be watching can this defense tackle someone. So that's that is that is somewhat important. Uh, and then Vanderbilt uh, Hawaii, man. What? Let's go Vandy. Let's make a bowl game this year, Vandy. Clark Lee, year yep. three. You're one game away last year. Your schedule sets up nicely for you to start the year off hot once again. Mm-hmm. Um, big win the first one though. Got to win the first one. You, you know, I feel it? like they ended with some momentum last year. Uh, I think the Florida win was pretty late in the year, yeah. and they end five and seven, so barely on the edge of the bowl game. Like, this is a golden opportunity, like you said, for Clark Lee to continue to build off that momentum. I'm really excited to see AJ Swan. Yeah. It's kind of funny when we did our SEC quarterback ratings, I forget that AJ Swan just gets lost in the sauce a little bit, but as a true freshman, 10 touchdowns and two picks. 1,200 yards, got a good big body. Like Splitting, splitting time with Mike Wright, too, last year as well. I mean, Mike Wright was a starter. Bro, why did Mike Wright off. transfer to Mississippi State? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Why would you transfer to a school where fucking Will Rogers is quarterback when you're a senior and you're a quarterback? It doesn't make any sense. Why would, why would you leave Oklahoma State as a four-year starter to go to a school where the incumbent is... Well, I at least thought I at least think that Lane Kiffin was telling Spencer Sanders, like, look, I think Jackson Dart sucks. You're gonna win the job. And then Jackson Dart just proved Lane Kiffin wrong. Like, nobody, how the fuck did Zach Arnett recruit Mike Wright? Like, what is the pitch? What's the what's the pitch? What pitch is what what is more believable? I mean, I would say, yeah, come to Mississippi State where we have an uh, SEC record setting quarterback. Yeah, you can have a chance. Yeah, but he's a senior, but he's a senior. He's gonna have to sit behind him and then he's done. Um, he could play two more years if he wanted to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. I forgot about the COVID year. Always do. Rookie mistake. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, whatever though. We're losing the thread here. The point is, let's go, Vandy. Okay. Take care of business. Beat up on Timmy Chang. Shout out to the legend. And, uh, and you know, get a little SEC momentum. Get a little bowl game momentum. Let's go, Clark Lee. Come on. Come uh, on. Yep. Yep. See Can't if that... See that, that uh, the, the, how beautiful Vanderbilt Stadium looks right now with all the construction. These see are that doing ugly. Something. You see that ugly duckling turns into a AJ Swan. Yeah, and a beautiful AJ Swan. Um, that'll do it for today's show. Just a perfect note to end the show on with that joke, T Bob. Great job. Everybody's very proud of you. Um, a huge thank you to Pat Gunther. Uh, no thank you to Ryan Brahma. He wasn't here today. So he basically <laughs> didn't do anything. We give him no thanks. Uh, but a huge thank you to Adam Grassi, Chris Tran, Danny Cardenas. Um, big thank you to you, Aaron Murray. Uh, the biggest of all thank yous is to everyone who listens and shares and tells your friends about it. Help us grow the show because we love doing the show. We want nothing more to continue to do the show. Thank you to Cowherd and the volume for having us here. Uh, remember, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. You can just Google Snaps Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Uh, and we'll be back with more snaps next week after week zero. Let's go, boys. We'll see you then. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.